Hello, this is Krista McDonald, and welcome to Second Vision. Today, I'm speaking to two fabulous guests, Penelope Jean Hayes and Carol Serene Borgens, the authors of Do Unto Earth, It's Not Too Late. This book is a powerful call to action for environmental repair. Penelope Jean Hayes is the foremost leader in the field of contagious and osmotic energy known as viral enology. And she has appeared on television hundreds of times as an expert, including on Dr. Phil, ABC News, and appeared internationally. Carol Serene Borgens has the gift of channeler and medium and communicates directly with the spirit messenger Pax, while also growing her own inner peace and balance in the world of uncertainty. Through automatic writing, Carol Serene Borgens' impacts have bought wisdom, and guidance to people around the world since the early 1990s. And both of them have so many accomplishments. I couldn't enumerate all of them in the open, but we will touch on them in the interview. So welcome, ladies, and thank you so much for being with us today. It's a true pleasure. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you. So since there's uh, three of us on the call, um, I wanted to just first talk a little bit about, you know, how did you both meet? and come together as authors. Sure. So I had gone to Carol, this is Penelope speaking, I had gone to Carol as her, for her channeling services, and I had questions for Spirit about my next book, and that next book was set to be titled Do Unto Earth. And I also had questions about the Viral Energy Institute, which is an institute that I founded, and I was taking that from the in-person courses and retreats Online, So I just wanted to kind of touch base with Spirit, and I had been recommended to Carol, and I had a few channeling sessions with her, and they were absolutely fabulous. And the voice from Spirit that came through was so clear and gave me a lot of peace of mind that I was on the right path. And so we already had that connection. And then one day I received a message from Carol saying that Pax, who's the Spirit messenger who she channels, wanted to offer support and wisdom to the Viral Energy Institute into what I was working on. So this was, you can imagine, Kristen, very exciting. <laughs> very <that>. exciting. <laughs> Spirit kind of knocking on uh, the proverbial door saying, oh, we want to help. With yes, what doing. So my was, goodness. <laughs> so so you amazing. had been so into channeling yourself for, for some time. In a way, in a way. So my book, The Magic of Viral Energy, was a book that I wrote while sitting in the forest in um, a state of channeling, much different to what Carol does, and she'll explain what she does. But I tap into my higher self-wisdom by meditating, by sitting in the forest, and this opens up to the ability to just write. And at that time, I, I wouldn't have called it automatic writing, but it does sound like a pretty good description, although very different to what Carol does. So I believe that we're all channels in a way, that we all have the ability to speak to to universal intelligence, universal wisdom, the warm, loving energy of the God being, our higher selves. And it's just a matter of, you know, what modalities we choose to, to do that. And so that is how my philosophies on viral energy were developed through this process. And I was always amazed at the information that I felt was like, where did this come from? Because it seems it was coming from a higher level than within my own consciousness. So um, so that was 
what I was doing. And when Carol and I connected over this uh, amazing um, offer from Spirit, it very, very quickly became a book. And we realized, well, this is more than what we thought it was going to be. And this is, this is a whole book. And so we, we then asked uh, Pax, Carol checked in with Pax and asked, is this actually meant to be, because I thought it was meant, perhaps it was meant to be the book titled Do Unto Earth, and in fact, the answer came back, yes, it is. So we sent a sample to my literary agent, and the rest is history. He just loved it, called me within uh, minutes and said, Penelope, <laughs> loved Do Unto Earth. <laughs> you know, this was, I mean, and Bill Gladstone, who's my literary agent, just you know, the best in the business, he's the agent to Eckhart Tolle, Neil Donald Walsh, all of these big, big names in spiritual. Oh, yes, I've read both of their books. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And They're... so Bill, he's a busy guy. You know, he doesn't always pick up the phone. He's really busy. It's usually by email. And he mm-hmm. called and he was just blown away by what we were producing, what Carol was channeling from Pax and Do Unto Earth. Oh, it sounds like a fabulous book. Now, let's let's make this 101 for some of our listeners, okay, because they may not be familiar first with a couple of terms. One, um, who is PAX? That, that's, mm-hmm. that's who you're channeling, right? So PAX is a spirit, it's a god, it's uh, to those who don't know. Uh, yes, uh, the divine Carol, wisdom thanks. source, he calls himself the uh, uh, the collective consciousness, the universal wisdom, for my purposes in communicating uh, with Pax over the last 25 years, I referred to Pax as he, whereas Pax truly is a collected consciousness, um, most correctly called they, but uh, it's, it's he for me. Pax is the, the, the greater wisdom. Um, from the book, um, Penelope, would, would you... Um, favor us. Pax has a quote in the book that Penelope's yeah. better at recalling than I am. Thank you. Sure. You know, so so I was newer to this process, joining this team of three um, much later than Carol, who's been channeling Pax for these many years. Yeah. And at the time, the name Pax wasn't there. Carol was channeling spirit from the spirit world, and it was an intimate energy that she felt flowing through her that she didn't need a description for, but I did. So I was you know, my background is journalism, and I've been a journalist for television, mainstream networks, for print, and so I'm trained in asking questions. And so one of my first questions, I wanted to know more specifically, well, who am I talking to? You know, right. who, is this spirit, who is this spirit energy that I'm talking to? And the answer came back, and this is a direct quote from the book, we are one with the universe, not the universe alone. We are the divine universe, yes and the God being, and the greater wisdom, that which knows and supports all, and is healing, non-judgmental, and tolerant, all-seeing, all-knowing, and peace. And oh, peace. I just got a nice little chill. I have a nice vibe. <laughs> mm-hmm. You said that. Mm-hmm. Someone's looking mm-hmm. out for us. So who gave Pax mm-hmm. the name? Uh, Pax gave, gave himself the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right and after I, that, the... I'm the sorry. Who, who, I, I couldn't understand. Who... Who gave Pax a name? Pax did, actually, Kristen. So um, right after that question and answer from Pax, I was like, wow, that that really is um, quite, you know, quite the answer. And I said, can I have a moniker to call you? Because in the book, 
asking questions. I just wanted it to feel more personable. I wasn't going to say, you know, the God being the greater universe. May I ask you a question? And so, um, and also PAX wanted to make sure that we weren't using the term God because that, you know, there's also people who have other names for their, their divine one. And so God is a specific thing, but God being was okay. And so I said, okay, can I have a moniker to call you that would be inclusive for everyone? And, and he wrote back, he, he, well, he, through Carol, spoke back and, and said, Pax, P-A-X, and you are to understand this as messenger of peace. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. So, and let's tell our listeners also, Penelope, what is a viral enologist? That was a new term for me, and I mm-hmm. almost spelled it out, but with my reader, I skipped over it when I introduced you. So it's viral, E-N-O-L-O-G-Y? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's derived from the words viral energy, viral enologist. And actually, Kristen, you did a great job. Many people um, have not been able to have that word flow off their tongue so easily. So you did a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. Just because I can't see it. (laughs) Well, you did better than most. Thanks. Um, Viral enology is the study of viral energy. And viral energy is contagious energy. And what's interesting is that all energy is contagious energy. So it's one of the properties of energy that it is viral, it's contagious, it moves, it flows. It actually flows within layers of energy. So you would think of vibrational frequencies of energy. And so it is, it's contagious as a viral. So not only is energy attractive, and we hear a lot about the law of attraction, and that's kind of like how a radio signal works. So if you have a broadcasting station, then that that signal is picked up by your radio say in your car. And so you have to be tuned to that same wavelength. And so that's law of attraction. Well, viral energy is underlying that there is more to energy than, than just attraction, and that is that it's viral. So through the passive experience of osmosis, the process by which molecules move from an area of high concentration to an area of low concentration through a semi-permeable membrane until the concentrations are balanced on each side, that process of osmosis is exactly how energy works. So, quick example, if you're sitting in a forest, you came from a busy day at the office or maybe at home with kids going crazy and everything's busy, and then you go take a walk in the forest and you sit down in the forest for an hour, maybe longer. Your energy will synchronize with the energy of nature in time. It might take longer for some people. Yes, yes. Um, mm-hmm. So we know that experience. We know that to be true because it's true for us. Yes. And that is a passive experience. So you're marinating in it. You're just passively marinating. You don't have to mm-hmm. even do anything. Right. You don't even have to try to meditate or even try to not think. You just, just by being. Yeah. And that is the process of osmosis. That's how energy is viral. Very interesting. I do a lot of Joe Dispenza and his meditations, you know, and yes. one particularly on yes. Saturday, we meditate with about 1,500 people all over the world. And he talks all about the energy molecules in front of your, let's say you're concentrating on one part of your body, and they, he talks about, you know, to see that part of the body as pure, just pure energy, because that's mm-hmm. what we are, that's what we were, you know, before we came to form, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's a whole other conversation, but that's um, very, very interesting. So let's get into your book a bit. Is it a how-to book on how to save the planet? And let's talk first about some of the terrible things that we're doing, the fossil fuel, and what does PAC say, Carol, about some of the, the horrific things that we're doing on the planet. And is there a chance? Do we have a chance, Mother Nature, and turn, the, turn back the clocks? Absolutely. Um, speaking of clocks, Pax does mention that we have about 8 to 12 years 
before we reach a fail-safe point on this earth. Not that it's going to stop turning, but that we will have damaged it to the extent that repair is pretty difficult, if not impossible. Um, the book Do Unto Earth is filled with solutions. While it mentions what the problems are, it's filled with solutions that come from spirit about what we can do, uh, for example, to replace fossil fuels, uh, to replace plastics, uh, to turn around our way of life, basically, and so that we are sustainable in all things. And it, it's, it's solutions for just about every facet of life today and what our problems are. It's quite magical, really. It's, um, as Penelope puts it, it's a page turner. You, you just each page is is bringing something new. For example, what, what are the alternative uses for um, tobacco leaves? Um, what can be built out of hemp? Just about anything. Hemp can replace plastic in you know, all phases uh, of its use. It's quite phenomenal. It's fascinating, really. I mean, I don't remember growing up as a kid, you know, drinking out of a water bottle every day. And now we can't get enough of it. And a friend of mine who's very into feng shui and all, not feng shui, um, uh, qigong. I, I practiced qigong with him for a while. And he was telling me, get rid of those plastic water bottles. You know, there's a there's something the size of Texas, I guess, an island in the ocean. Of yes. plastic, I understand that. Great I just about fell over dead when I heard that. At one near Hawaii mm-hmm. and one that's the size of Texas, I just couldn't believe it. So there's so many mm-hmm. things we're doing individually. And I know Penelope. I guess you're a vegan, and a, and am. both you're both animal lovers. Carol, you raise dogs mm-hmm. and show mm-hmm. dogs. It, it's so you have a high regard for for um, those little human lives, which is wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and the that, book is on Audible, right? We have uh, listeners who might be visually impaired. It is on yes. Audible, and it's mm-hmm. narrated by Penelope. Beautiful. Yes, yes, and I even had the pleasure of doing Pax's voice. So I did my voice and Pax's voice. Oh, so now that's fun. challenging too. So can you give us a a, a little ta- <laughs> you know, a little taste of what Pax sounds like? Come on, please. yeah, but but no pressure. <laughs> no pressure, exactly. <laughs> Um, the cadence is a little bit slower and more refined. I tend to, my own voice is a little bit younger than Pax's voice, and Pax is just, you know, I'll, I'll say it again in the quote, we are one with the universe, not the universe alone. So it was just a different cadence, really, and a different tonation. And then, in addition, there is an overlay of effect put on the Pax voice. And nice. every time Pax speaks in the audio, it's almost like an echo from the heavens. So it sounds a little bit disembodied, a little bit higher, um, you know, from a, from a higher place. So it actually worked out quite well. We had one of the very best people in sound health that I know of from Sound Health Radio who deals in sound every single day. And they said that it was just one of the best, if not the best, audio book that they've ever heard. And we're just amazed. They're wanting to know, you know, what microphone I use and all this stuff. And so I guess it worked out well. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. You know, Kristen, I'd also like to share share that the audiobook went to uh, number one on Amazon. Oh, that's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. 
I, I will definitely get it for myself to listen to, for sure. Now, now, what do you say to the skeptics about channeling and about, you know, about PACs? Well, what do you say uh, to the skeptics about about channeling? Um, Pax had an answer for that, as he does for most things. He says, uh, a narrow mind is its own reward. Oh, wow. Um, that's, that's typical subtle um, Paxism. Really, what, what I say is... Um, I'll make you think twice. Yeah, just wait, you know. Mm-hmm, Re- mm-hmm. Read, read, read it, and, and just wait, you know, and see. For example, with the uh, the books that Penelope and I did, the Likely Future on COVID nineteen. Just wait, you read that, and realize that uh, Pax channeled that wisdom and guidance a year ago, and you can go through that book and check off uh, all all of the items in there that were. Uh, described to us as going to happen that have already happened, the reality. That's unbelievable. No, I mean, that's believable. It's believable. It's believable, yeah. Tell us a good forecast. Has has PAX forecasted some good soon with the coronavirus? We all need that. PAX is... Go ahead, Penelope. Oh, I was just going to say that there's just everything is upbeat in in our book Do Enters, as well as the the two smaller books on uh, COVID, the likely future. Everything is very upbeat, and he speaks of a butterfly um, a butterfly message in that we're cocooning right now, and we will emerge as a beautiful butterfly. So it is an opportunity for us to pause and to reset, and it's an opportunity for us to come out more beautiful and do better. For ourselves and for our planet, so it's all a very positive message. But it does, you know, the responsibility and the power does lie in our hands, us individually. That's yes. the message as well, Kristen. Uh, two things I'd like to add. Um, yes, as Penelope said, the power is within us. We are asked, if not challenged, by packs to go within ourselves to find our strength to make a difference in this world, in our awareness. Um, of what we need to be doing to protect ourselves, uh, whether it be mask wearing or distancing or anything that the, you know, health experts are, are sharing with us that we have the ability to make choices yes. that are going to keep us safe while science is working on vaccines. And secondly, I'd, I'd like to mention that after the, uh, likely future books, Penelope and I resumed the writing of the Do Unto Earth book, and when that was finished, Pax had more to say on COVID, and we channeled a small book entitled Personal Power Will End the Pandemic. And this is a channel books from Pax. It's a a call to action, and it's pretty much, again, um, a review of what we can do uh, on our own, we don't have to feel helpless in the face of a pandemic. Each of us has choices to make in our lifestyles uh, to keep us safe. And taking back your personal power uh, is something that we should all do on a daily basis. But in this time of pandemic and crisis for many people and their families and businesses, um, we need to remember we each have the power uh, to keep ourselves safe, to protect others, 
and to make a difference in in our own sphere of influence. So yes, and the smallest thing can make a huge impact on one person's life. Sitting next to them on an airplane or in a store. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, So past is filled with Mm -hmm. um, inspiration for our our future. It's not gloom and doom. Um, Again, we each have the choice. It's our choice whether it's gloom and doom for us. So it doesn't need to be, and it won't be, if we maintain a positivity uh, in our lives. Definitely. And and what does Pax say about life on other planets? Oh, go Penelope. He he speaks often of that, and the the reality, according to Pax, is there certainly is life on other planets and many other planets and many galaxies, and that the ETs are wanting to help us. That they're they're friendly. The ones that we speak about and do on Earth are friendly. I don't know if there's anything that we didn't cover, but we asked the question, you know, are they all friendly? Because Pax kept referring to them as our friendly interstellar supporters, friendly supporters, friendly interstellar supporters. And I said, well, are they all friendly? And he said, he said, yes, indeed they are. So I don't know if that's just our supporters, um, but the ones that we spoke of, the supporters of us on Earth are friendly and that their intention is to help us, to help us advance with our technology. And through our technological advancements, we can move away from fossil fuel and all of these um, these energies that we're so dependent on right now. And we really do need those technologies, those breakthroughs, in order to separate from all of what we're doing that is destroying this planet. So oh, yeah. a lot of people, oh, yeah. And so are we the only that, ones then having wars and these are all <laughs> they're all they're yeah. all good good people, good aliens on other planets? Is that what Pax is saying? Yes. Well they're so advanced. They're advanced technologically, but they're advanced spiritually. And when you're operating from that higher level, then you don't war with each other. These things are obsolete. There's you there's exposure in all ways and so we're actually on the cusp of our next spiritual evolution will be that we'd be moving into telepathic communication and other things so that it's a very open policy in terms of information. And that is how they would operate according to PACS. This is how ETs would operate, that there is no lying because obviously it's completely futile. You would know thoughts and intentions instantly as an animal knows intentions. Yeah. An animal in the forest can read your energy, read your intentions, and they know whether you're you know, going to harm them. And it, it comes from intention, and intention has an energy formation. A lot of people are just completely unaware of this, and whether you're aware of it or not aware of it, it is, and this is how it works. So you had asked Carol earlier about skeptics of of the channeling um, ability, this phenomenon of channeling. Well, we all have the phenomena of channeling. When I was a little kid, my mom had a dream that her father was having a heart attack. My grandparents lived next door. So she woke up and woke up my father and said, go next door, my dad's having a heart attack. Well, he was. And so, and that wasn't the only time that happened to my mother. So this happened frequently. Now, my mom and dad are very religious, and they would not, they would be skeptics of channeling. And yet, my mother has this ability that she just doesn't call that. Well, I I would have to speak to you again. (laughs) 
another time, but ask any one of my family. I I experienced that my whole growing up years. I had dreams like that, yeah. you know, where I would dream something and it would happen, uh, whether it was a birth, a death, and it went on and on. I was always very intuitive, and I'm a, I'm a dreamer. I can st- I can see in my dreams still, but I can't see in real life. I, I mean, it's like a faded painting, you know. Yeah, so it's very interesting. But I do believe that you communicate with the and, – and especially in grieving when you've lost someone – they come yeah. to visit you in dreams. I don't believe that's just a dream, your subconscious. I believe you really are getting visitations. I oh, absolutely. I so too. Yes, absolutely. definitely. Because they come and speak to you in your dreams if you're if you're tuned into it, like you're saying, Penelope, you know. Well, mm-hmm. some people have the visitation in their dreams. Other people that are clairvoyant actually see the spirit come yes. uh, for a visit and people that are clairaudient like me, they might hear. Uh, a message with, a, you know, a disembodied message, and then the dreamers. It's all powerful. It's all a different way of receiving, isn't it? And definitely, definitely. And and you, you, I mentioned too when I was reading about the two of you. You said that forgiveness is a huge factor in our healing for the planet. Tell us why that is. You know, forgiveness is very important. It's been the message of many of our prophets and messengers who um, are very famous for walking our earth. Forgiveness, but forgiveness of ourselves, too. You know, um, the ability to trust in ourselves, to trust in our own intuition, to develop those intuitive abilities, those six sense. But, you know, forgiveness is an extension of love. And the message in general is, to, to love one another and to, to not judge. And if we're looking for peace on earth, a position of non-judgment is the only way. So, you know, peace on earth is not something esoteric and it's not where we're waiting for someone else or waiting for governments to stop warring. It's total nonsense. So peace on earth starts within ourselves, within our own hearts, and that would have to be done from a position of non-judgment. So forgiveness, absolutely. Beautiful. As Gandhi would say, be the change in the world that you want to see. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it is true. The vibrations, like you were saying earlier, Penelope, about the energy that we surround ourselves with, you know, is so important because that's what you build on and that's be- who you become. You know, the, the people basis. that you hang with and the, I heard yeah. you talking about on your podcast, Penelope, last night, which, by the way, for our listeners, is excellent, uh, on iTunes radio called Penelope, uh, Penelope's Podcast. And, you know, why don't you tell our listeners, too, your websites and the names, the name of your book again? Sure. The book that we're speaking of today is titled Do Unto Earth. It's Not Too Late is the subtitle. And you can find all of our books at the website paxwisdom.com. That's P-A-X-Wisdom.com. Carol and I both have our own individual websites. They are linked through paxwisdom.com, and they're also just our full names. So carolsereneorgans.com and penelopejeanhays.com. Wonderful. And before we close, you know, because we have limited time, well, could you, each of you give me a, a short list for those listening of what we could do just that's very simple to improve our lives to help the environment? Sure. We can become more mindful. You know, we talked about the use of plastic earlier yes. and... I switched to to glass. I uh, actually purged my home of all the plastics and switched to glass and little mason jars, 
all of these things. They do sell glass food storage containers with bamboo lids. And I can tell you, it's fun. It's fun. It feels good. It brings me back. It reminds me of my grandmother. But there was a time before plastic. It was not that long ago. And plastic cannot return to the earth. So I would say that you can do that within your own life. And that one thing, think about the, as a consumer, what plastic goes in and out of your house in a year's time. You can make a tremendous difference with being very mindful of that one thing. Wow. So you're saying even the plastic cups in your house, not the bottles. Everything, you know. Everything. to go through it and, you know, Do they have lightweight glass plastic. containers, you know, for water every day? Because that's the thing. They're so heavy, you know. Do they have... Well, they, there's metal for that. So I use the metal containers for that. They're, they're excellent. And, right. Um, there's, there's, there's many, many good products out there. I think metal is super light. It's stainless steel, actually. Yeah. And there's okay. a lot of really, really great ones. But, you know, plastic, according to PACS, and we know it to be true, plastic off-gasses into our environment, into our breathing air, and into our food. So it was one of those no-brainers, like, why are you people having food in contact with plastic? And it was just sort of one of those moments, like, well, yeah, (laughs) why are we doing that? Uh, Right. Like we said, we didn't have that growing up. No, we didn't. And we were able to drink out of the tap. Now it's forbidden. <laughs> I, I met somebody once who was an engineer for the city of Los Angeles where I live, and he said, you know, the, the water actually isn't unsafe. It may taste a little funny if you're in an older building, but he said it's not unsafe. It could be safer than that, the water you're drinking out of that plastic. I never forgot that. Oh, true. Oh, well, but there is no difference. Where do you think they're getting the water from the plastic? You know, where does it come from? It just comes from a tap. It's, you know, there's different ones, so we can't make a sweeping statement. There's spring water, there's other things. But for the most part, the you know, distilled water is just water from your tap. Yeah. You know, these are not, these aren't any different than what you're already getting. So it's, it's a mental thing. It's this idea. And yes, and there's a lot of hype. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you're 20 years old, you've never known it any other way. So it's a cultural, it's a popular culture thing. Yes. And we can turn it around as quickly as we created it. Yes. We wanted to. Yes. I read the other day that Tom Brady drinks 27 glasses of water a day. I thought, oh, my God, the guy must be floating away, you know. And I thought, oh. I wonder if he carries a metal bottle around. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so, exactly. Well, he's winning Super Bowl. You know, when I do, people start asking me. We can all emulate these things. You know, when someone comes to visit us, this happens all the time, Kristen. Someone will say, oh, you're using glass or you're using uh, stainless steel, and it's just a quiet thing. It's just emulating. And, yeah, yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden I have friends telling me, oh, I just bought a – set of plastic storage containers <laughs> online, right. and it, it catches on. Yeah, yeah, it does. It absolutely does. And, and Carol, is there anything that you'd like to add to? I would. And regarding uh, the environmental um, situation and saving, I would say, as Penelope said, be mindful. But in my case, I'd like to share, be mindful of our natural resources, our forests, our rivers, our oceans. Um, Be mindful of the corporate greed that is trying to run pipelines through pristine wilderness areas or, you know, putting 
fish farms on the migratory paths of the wild salmon stocks and thereby decimating them. Pay attention to the things that are slowly and quietly disappearing uh, from our our world because no one's paying attention. Think about the way that our native um, tribal ancestors cared for our planet and our planet's resources, uh, treated everything with respect, every rock and every um, tree and every um, forest, uh, and took from it only what they needed. You know, that that is no longer our way. Uh, we don't think that way about our natural resources. The average person has a very busy life, and they don't understand because they're not informed that forests are disappearing and what does that mean for our greater good without the forests our our air um, is not cleansed etc etc so think about these bigger pictures and forests are burning down well they are uh, where i live they're being clear-cut up the west coast of Canada. Uh, I, I knew you were both from Canada because I could hear the little bit of a boat, and I, I thought, <laughs> should I ask? Because I was born in Oakville, Ontario, so I, I my half my heritage, you know, my heritage is Canadian, and um, I'm half Canadian. Oh, yeah. Very well, Penelope is from Ontario, and I'm just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. Oh, I love it. Oh, both beauty spots. Beautiful. So I would ask. No, I mean I'm a naturalized American. I live in America now, but yes, I grew up in Canada. Go ahead. Oh, nice. Very nice. I would ask people to investigate what's happening on the larger scale around them. The things that don't hit the news. The Mm -hmm. reason why uh, you may be driving down a road one day and there's just a bald patch on that mountain where there used to be trees. Um, Look at look at our natural resources, and instead of managing them, who is pillaging and plundering them? Because without those natural resources, our air and water are in serious trouble. Our natural resources, such as the fish um, that many cultures rely on, are decimated. It's just the stuff that doesn't hit the news and doesn't affect people in their daily lives because of their own responsibilities. So look up and look around and think about what what you can do uh, to affect change. That's great advice, absolutely great advice, and we could go on and on, uh, the three of us. So thank you so much, both of you, for your wonderful wisdom and insight. And also, can you tell people quickly your name of your book on coronavirus? Because I may have you back on to discuss that topic. It's so current. It's called The Light Culture, and there's volumes one and two. And they can find that in all of our books. There's 12 of them now on PaxWisdom.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, ladies. It was a true pleasure, and I wish you much success with the book, uh, Do Unto Earth, It's Not Too Late. And my guests, Penelope Jean Hayes and Carol Serene Borgens, it's been a true pleasure. I'm Kristen McDonald for Second Vision, and remember... The energy you surround yourself is most important. Have a blessed day. I'm Krista McDonald.